Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Get the Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and the Dadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamflet and Michael Sidgwick, here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay per views. We have interviews, more roundtable discussions like this one, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick and gents, we are gathered hey! here today get him, get to him. talk all about Adam Cole in AEW. But before we do that, I feel the better place to start would be what Adam Cole would have been had he stuck around in WWE. Because, you know, we were sat here and we've discussed this many a time when we heard about Adam Cole's contract expiring and the handshake deal. And we said, look, if you're WWE in this situation, what you should be doing, even though he doesn't sort of, you know, fit the the usual Vince McMahon cookie cutter, let's say, is throw everything at him. Maybe you offer him a world title run. Maybe you offer him creative freedom. Maybe you just say yeah, you can still do all the Twitch stuff. But give him the world. Offer him whatever money he wants because he is a sensationally talented in-ring performer. What they did, Michael Sidgwick, is say, oh, no, you know, Tony's offering you a fair bit of money and your missus works there and all your mates are there and creative freedom. But what if you were a heel Keith Lee's manager? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those where it takes you aback and there are, you know, journalists out there going, surely this can't be true, it's too stupid. How is it any stupider to the drivel you see on this TV show every single week? I completely buy the story. And the fact that they say, well, now one source says it was Vince McMahon, but another source says it was Bruce Pritchard. And I was like, I mean, that's one and the same to me, to be <laughs> honest. And it's just absolutely phenomenal putter. Phenomenal putter. Like, I'm just going to cast your minds back once again to NXT TakeOver New York, an event all three of us were privileged to attend. Uh, two of us for free, which will never not be funny. Sorry, <laughs> Hamflin. <laughs> Hamflin booked the big trip before work. Yeah. I remember this. Still feels great. We were I could see. I could exhausted. See. I didn't have any sleep on that goddamn flight. Me neither. I was up at 4 a.m. So arrived. Buzzing, but like that exhausted kind of buzzing. And how much noise can you possibly make? Everyone in that entire arena was volleying chants of Adam Cole, baby! Across the entire arena. 
in the queues. Yeah. It was Adam Cole, baby, Adam Cole, baby. And Adam Cole, baby, was playing the heel at the time. And Johnny Gargano, despite the fact he was starting to light the dark a little bit, had still, the year prior, emerged as the Ricky Steamboat of NXT. That's how over he was as babyface. That's how much more Adam Cole was over at the time. So they're going to turn him into a, a, a manager because he's so small. <laughs> he's, very, he's a very short guy. And I just love the idea of Vince McMahon being so unable to watch more than an entrance <laughs> of NXT's unappealing television. Go, right, okay, Adam Cole. Oh, shot. Baby! Oh, that's good, that's good. Wait a minute. What does that sound a little bit like? Lashley. Lashley. <laughs> Lashley. 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 Baby. <laughs> Baby. He was going... Keith As Lee. Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Keith Lee. He was going to, as Keith Lee's manager, <laughs> to basically, you can't say baby that often in the ring. You can say it at the start. You can do a spot mm-hmm. and say it and then have, like, the heel, you know, come back or the baby face come back or whatever. You can't say it all the time. <laughs> and that's all Adam Cole is. So if he was able to do lots of promo work ahead of Keith Lee entering the ring, how often, guys, could he say baby, which is the only thing he can do? Do you know what else I want to just add? You know, and you like you hear these things because it's just bonkers. Is what I added into it is the way it was presented in my head. So they sit down and he's like, right, what what have you got for me, boss? And he's like, you know, WWE champion Bobby Lashley. Oh, yeah. I think I see where you're going with this. Remember the little guy used to hang out with him? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking for you. I know you're thinking, what? That's preposterous. But it's okay. You won't have the same surname, so people won't think you're Michael Cole's son or anything. For f- Honestly, it's it's bonkers, this. Before Hamphlet gives his thoughts on this wild rumour, which I'm just going to read as a report because it's so funny. The fact that he can't be called Cole in case people think... Oh, well, might confuse you for the lame commentator <laughs> who isn't a hot young superstar like you. You're not actually a superstar, so be a manager. Like, <laughs> un- what would they have called him? My idea Love is it. Adam Boom. <laughs> because you can't be Adam Cole. He says Boom. Yeah. Adam Boom sounds cool. That or simply Adam, because it is. He would be, even if there was, even if, if, even if Michael Cole was just called Michael Jeffries this entire time, Adam Cole's like, oh, great. He's never been Michael Cole. Don't know even why I'm saying Adam Cole. That's Michael Jeffries. I can be Adam Cole. That's great. Um, you'll be Adam. You'll just be uh, he is Adam. Or even better, Adam Baby. Oh, Adam, Adam <laughs> and then like, you say Adam Baby, Baby, Adam Baby. Boom. I can you imagine? It's there were two stories that came out about what supposedly went on in the negotiations with Adam Cole. This was obviously the one this week that was, you know, far away the most fun, but completely believable. Like, both of them are kind of equally audacious. If you think about WWE assuming that he would say, yes, one was this one, mm-hmm. manager of Keith Lee. The other, and it sort of flew under the radar a little bit, I think is equally cheeky than to think that he'd sign. 
we want to make you the intercontinental champion. Like, which one's more insulting? Like they're, <laughs> they're both pretty meaningless yeah. to be fair. Like, why? 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 It just I cannot fathom. I, I mean, I totally can. Of course, I can. Like, he is. I, I was thinking about this before we came in the podcast, and we're going to talk about obviously you know AW's other signings and like maybe where Adam Cole fits in and all that. But just strictly what he was to WWE or NXT, I guess more accurately, he was the closest guy they've had in a long time to be in everything, especially on NXT. You had a Daniel Bryan every now and then who could be everything on the main roster. But you didn't really have that in NXT because obviously Triple H liked them a certain way. And then every now and then somebody that was quite on NXT would be on the show and it was like, well, they haven't got this. They haven't got the like super worker thing, but they do this instead. And you're like, Adam Cole had all of it. So like he was this amazing talker. He was this incredible heel. He was a phenomenal like takeover main event level wrestler when called upon in angles that weren't necessarily the strongest, he could be there. You know, we talk about this match all the time. Two weeks build because Champa was injured. Like, he won a number one contender's match five-way or something, and wouldn't that foreshadow the NXTs to come? But, like, that was what he could do. And even when, what, his last year, NXT was on its arse, and we were still thinking, mind if Adam Cole turns babyface, that's going to be pretty amazing, isn't it? That would have been this one thing to tune in for every week. He was a draw in this dead ass last feud with Kyle O'Reilly that because he's so nice he signed an extension for it to make sure he did business properly for his best mate like that stuff wasn't even that good and he was still great in it and people watched again NXT felt current for a few minutes he was that one guy that NXT ever had that pretty much had the lot and again as we've talked about relentlessly lately with Vince and Bruce and what Vince thinks of Triple H's NXT the everything guy of NXT was still ju- just a manager to Vince McMahon. Mm. He remains yet another indictment in weeks and weeks and weeks of indictments about the the failures of NXT as as Vince McMahon perceives it. I know he's champion, but the guy they effectively went to when all the Saudi Arabia stuff happened, they went, Oh, bollocks, you need to throw a show together, let's put Brian and this guy together, and yeah. I'm sure they'll be I'm sure they'll work something out. It's just Do you remember how injured he was? Remember he was walking around like bits of his body were falling off, everything was taped, his fingers were broken. He did Survivor Series, he did War Games, he did that bonus SmackDown. He was doing all, he did like one of the ladder matches on TV, I think, to build to the War Games. Against uh, Donovan Dickhead. Is that, is that who it was? <laughs> like, it's just sort of, he was falling apart and he did it all. And it just, that to me, like, that's what I think about with Adam Cole. Like, he was NXT's, like, one polymath figure. And they saw him as a guy that could stand ringside <laughs> and bastardize his chant. Just unbelievable. But anyway, he's in AEW now. Uh, brilliant arrival, of course, at All Out. In terms of what to expect, Hamflet, how are you feeling about him uh, in, in AEW? I'm feeling really good um, because, I mean, how could you not be off that introduction? Uh, it was starting to feel like they were a bit light on heels. So Adam Cole's an immediate shot in the arm on the heel side, I think, as a as a guy that can like really effortlessly float between being a main event concern if they need him to be one, or, like, jazz up a, what would otherwise be quite a mid-card feeling match, like Kaz versus Adam Cole. It's not like Kaz versus Gallows or Kaz versus, like, Anderson. It's this, like, huge match on Dynamite because Adam Cole feels a main event. Talks about, like, he's a perfect guy to be in a trios team with the Young Bucks if those belts come along. Um, he offers so much to them. Like, I'm just repeating my take about NXT. He offers so much. He's so worth whatever he's being paid because of everything he can do that he's... In a lot, of, this is a podcast about him and not about Punk and Brian. But in a lot of ways, he's sort of the best deal of the lot. He's the youngest, so he's not even hitting his prime years yet. Whereas Brian and Punk have kind of got the, get the best of what's left while they're still physically fit and good to do, good to go. He could put in ten years of this, and already at what thirty two, he's kind of got everything cracked. There is not 
a single space on an episode of AEW Dynamite where I don't think Adam Cole would fit. Mm. And I even include the women's segment because he'd be great with Britt Baker. <laughs> like, that is what you've signed in Adam Cole. It's again, I'm just thinking back to, to what you talking about that time of visiting NXT. We will focus more on him and AEW. But a lot of people talk the talk in this sort of thing. But when he stood there with Karrion Cross, who had all the bells and whistles that went with him, and he used the NXT champion, and Adam Cole did the old, you know what they make do to make me feel special? Ring the bell. That's the, that's just tr- that's just true, isn't it? It is, but he's such a great promo. Mm. He is the one guy in those death throes of the old NXT that was still so magnetic. Like I, because of the scripting, I don't think Kyle O'Reilly is potentially that bad a promo. He's not like all tier worse, but Jesus Christ, he felt it under the weight of Adam Cole's sheer oppressive charisma, and that's. One of the reasons why he potentially got booed. He's got so much to offer. There's a boom to his voice. There's a swagger, an assurance. Knows how goddamn good he is. He's just outclassing everyone on that entire roster. He absolutely rules. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is... Another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Hamford sort of alluded to it there uh, in terms of the Britt Baker thing. We'll get on to like dream matches and, 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 you know, potential storylines for him in a second. What do you think? Should he 
will he work with Britt Baker or are they going to keep them separate? Because in my head, trained in WWE mostly as I am, on-screen relationships are a big, oh, bollocks. I think immediately of like Seth and Becky, for example, a while back. But do you think this could work with those two in AEW? Uh, you'd like to think so because of our fantasy book and idea that we dropped on the Rampage preview pod. And even if you've watched Rampage, it was good content, good conversation. So go and listen to it wherever uh, your podcasts drop. Adam Cole is the solution to this riddle that none of us have been able to solve in that if he aligns on screen with Baker and Baker turns on Shivani to do it, oh. Shivani's the one totally endearing, wonderful guy who, if Baker's a bitch to him, and she has been, but it's always been quite funny, if she just actually turns on him and says things which, which are just patently untrue, like he's a creep, he's looking at me funny sometimes, you would just think, you prick. That's Tony Schiavone you're talking about. So there's potential there, and that's the interconnected AEW universe for you. You can play with what's established to go in all sorts of different effective directions. But for me, broadly, Adam Cole, he's playing a heel, he should stay a heel. And before we get to our next question, in terms of what you can do as a heel, he can work Jungle Boy. He can be the latest in a long line of people who can get Jungle Boy ever so gradually to that level. It's probably the best slow burn push I've watched in years and years and years and years and years. Cole versus Jungle Boy at full gear, 14 to 15 minutes would be absolutely bang tidy. There's so much ridiculous resource available to tell stories within the elite. Cole Hangman Page could do things. Cole and Kenny Omega could do things later down the line. Um, for me, I would possibly plot, after the Jungle Boy stuff, deeper into his arc, uh, some kind of arc in which Cole starts to outclass Kenny Omega. And I know they love their friction within the elite, but at this point they've been so well established as this unit that people might be more inclined particularly with the added dimension that is Adam Cole, um, to go back into the well of elite friction melodrama. Mm. And it doesn't feel like a trope. It feels like the only long-lasting association that feels like something more than a stable a unit, a brotherhood. So why not go to that well? It's magnificent continuity. It's a lived-in universe they've established, and they're at the core of it. So I know the words, oh, there's more melodramatic friction within the elite. That might be terrifying to some people. If Cole is at the center of it this time, it's a different tweak. That's how I would play it. Before I get your thoughts on a potential yeah, elite storyline, Britt Brit Baker, Adam Cole on screen. I just trust them to do it if they're choosing to do it. Really if they like want to do it, if they turn around to Tony Khan and say we're not comfortable with this, I honestly believe Tony Khan would just say, fine, we'll yeah. find something else. You don't need it. So it's one of them things that if, like, Tony Khan likes the idea of it or Britt Baker and Adam Cole like the idea of it and there's good creative for it, then I'd kind of trust them to get it right. I don't think they'd um, I don't think they'd mishandle a situation like that. I don't think you'd even get too much of it. I don't think either one of them, they're both big stars, I don't think either one of them would want to have that kind of strange wrestling thing where they come together and then they're lesser than as a result. So they probably wouldn't want it, like the reverse rub sort of thing, they wouldn't mm. want to take away from one another. So something like that segment, if you were... If you were the intent of that, I guess, would be to like definitively lay out Britt Baker as, as the heel. Stop cheering Britt Baker, she's this villain, and here's proof of it. Great, because it'll probably achieve that. And I think that's what you've got with them. It again, you don't need it, but it could be really fun down the line. 
Um, and certainly, if you were going to, if AEW were ever going to veer into, um, not in agenda wrestling so much, but like mixed tag team mm-hmm. matches, it's ideal for them to be at least loosely connected on screen because you never need to have Britt Baker join the elite or, you know, sort of Adam Cole be part of Britt Baker's entourage. But AEW has benefited so much from people having real lives and having real friendships that you don't need to have thrust in your face. You just need to know they exist. So they're perfect for that dynamic, even if it's only short term. I can't remember what me and Sige, which podcast we were talking about this, but I'm not sure if you've uh, had this pitch to you yet. We were talking about the lineage potentially going forward of like the TNT championship. We were, we were talking about Eddie Kingston, obviously possibly taking it from Miro, uh, Arthur Ashe in a couple of weeks. But the idea of maybe putting that title then on Adam Cole, like you get the promos from Kingston Cole, obviously great. And the match dynamics really intriguing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been showcased because the, the initial thing thought process is if you've got your WWE head on, it's like, Oh, you bring him into giving him a mid card title. You're not giving him the world title, but that'll come. We'll talk about the face turn in a second. That could be a possible trajectory for him because it's not a mid card title. It's it's what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of alongside the, the TN, uh, alongside the world championship, basically. Mm. I mean, it's of. It's, I wouldn't say it's of equal value, but that's okay. Your world title is supposed to be this, you mm. know, top tier thing. Um, I love the Cole Omega thing because I even sensed it as it was happening yeah. on Wednesday. I forget the exact phrasing, but he said something like, Kenny Omega's one of the greatest of all time, and he was like, Adam Cole is one of the greatest of a generation. It's like, once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime, said, yeah, yeah. It's like, you're kind of saying the same thing here, and it's up to you which one you think is better. You know, you're allowing the fans to decide which one you think is better. And what they could do is what NXT appeared to be doing and then didn't. Adam Cole could play the Roderick Strong to Kenny Omega's Adam Cole. Imagine Adam Cole wins the, t- the TNT title and then Omega loses the world title. So he's the only one in the elite with a belt. And we know that Adam Cole has got seemingly as close a friendship to the Young Bucks as Kenny Omega or is approaching that. And then it becomes, well, we're having a lot of fun together. And all you're doing is losing Kenny. You know, something like that. It's quite easy to arrive at that when Cole's got the TNT title. So I certainly wouldn't be against it. Kingston was one of my shouts for how great that match would be with or without a belt. Um, Kingston is this rough around the edges, like, working guy, like, sort of this grizzled, sort of, just, you know, like, he's an aging veteran, but he's found fame at the very sort of last possible point. Cole is still young and gorgeous and slick and technical and brilliant. They're just, like, so opposite just seems to me to be perfect. Like the, that is an, an instant. Like Cole could just look at him with pure disgust. And the great thing about that is, is that they've got like really similar routes. So they've both like traveled down a lot of similar roads together. So it's cool that they've traveled a pretty same path, but then Cole can be like, look at the state of you and look at what I've become. You know, you're in my shadow. I think he's a great opponent for him, especially if it was taking a title because the heat would be immense. People would be devastated with that. I will let you get, get to dream matches in a second. But um yeah, does it look like a, a face turn eventually has to be on the card, Sige? Adam Cole is too much of a megastar potential guy to not turn babyface, and it speaks to how talented he is that he can play the smarmy, vile heel, the arrogant bastard that he is so well because it's so he's so good that he breaks that wrestling rule mm-hmm. of you must be an extension of yourself to organically connect with the audience, otherwise they won't buy it at all. Bollocks. Adam Cole's like the nicest bloke in the world. His reputation and standing amongst his peers is just unimpeachable. He's just considered internally within the business as a phenomenal human being. And yet he's so talented that he can play the heel. 
he's just he just seems like the nicest guy. You ever seen the? I don't. I'm not a big gamer. I don't subscribe to Twitch. But every now and then on the internet, you'll see little sort of clips of him on Twitch talking to his Chugs Army. I think they're called. He's just he loves them more than most people love their families. <laughs> <laughs> he just comes off as the nicest bloke. That's funny because my wife loves Adam Cole more than she loves our family. Yeah, exactly. And we love Rocket League more. Anyway, <laughs> and. He's got every single attribute required. He's a thrilling worker. He's the nicest bloke. He's a great promo. He's like he's a big, massive video gaming nerd. And one of my favorite tweets of all time. Right. If there's anyone other than Adam Cole, you'd think, what a sappy, weird dork you are. <laughs> was I just want to give a shout out to video game developers for creating these beautiful, wonderful worlds that I can lose myself in. You work really hard at your jobs. And it just gives me an enormous amount of satisfaction and fulfillment to live in the world you've created. Thank you. Can you imagine? So nice, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a wrestler who I would hate if they tweeted that. <laughs> Can you imagine like anyone in WWE tweeting that? Mm. You'd think, ah, oh, grow up. <laughs> Adam Cole, he genuinely believes these things. He's the nicest goddamn bloke. Of course, his specific personality and charisma would lend itself to a babyface turn. Like he could be. The biggest baby face in that entire company. Of that, I've got no doubt. I spent the last year of my life just begging NXT to see how you can't book baby faces. You're no good. Mm. And then he can, on top of no good, he can delve into why they're no good. You're no good at booking baby faces. What are you doing? Mm. He's played a baby face for 5% of his run. Are you joking? So I do believe there's so much storyline material to keep him healed. They've just brought in Punk and Danielson, who can't possibly be considered heels. His time will come. Of that, I've got no doubt whatsoever. Right, let's have about it then as we conclude this. Dream matches for uh, Adam Cole. We'll try and keep this <laughs> as tight as we possibly can, because a bit like when we did the entire podcast about dream matches for Punk, I could probably just get the AW roster up, and we'll just scroll through and I'd read every name out, and you could pitch a storyline for him. My favourite dream match, and honestly, I'm such an arsehole. Like, I've got such a... I should really, like, quit at Schadenfreude. Cold <laughs> turkey, because the first thing that pops into my head is Adam Cole versus Brian Danielson. Why? They had an absolute banger on SmackDown, and people were desperate for you to think, as an AEW fan or someone who thinks their product's better, that it was a banger. <laughs> uh, SmackDown and NXT are better than AEW because we've got Cole versus uh, Daniel Bryan on our show. Imagine it happens on Dynamite. Yeah, it was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too many flips, too much no selling, and they're both very short and, <laughs> and, and pale. So, yeah, this sucks. I would just love to see people try and dump on that match, considering I know for a fact I've seen the tweets that you love it. I'd also love to see it again, <laughs> because it would be phenomenal. Adam Cole's an absolutely tremendous defensive wrestler. I've compared him to Edge in terms of working style, where he kind of knows I'm not that physically imposing a guy. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to work around my frame and make it way more believable because he's so goddamn intelligent. That's why he's got the last shot. That's why he's so great at counters. That's why he doesn't really do heavy heat segments. It's always a lot of back and forth. He's wonderful. I would like to see... Can I pick one for a heel and one for a baby face? Go for it. Heel Adam Cole being a slippery little bastard... In and around John Moxley. Like John Moxley versus Adam Cole. And I know we've got desires for Moxley to turn heel mm -hmm. to just be mm -hmm. phenomenal. But with the way that Moxley works, 
and how violent and vicious he is and how gnarly his stuff looks. Adam Cole, who's got the most magnificently expressive face, like measure that against how violent Moxley is and how fearful he would look and how delighted he would look Adam Cole that is if he like stuck a little bit of an advantage here and there. I think his face would be magnificent colliding against John Moxley. Babyface Adam Cole versus heel Kenny Omega. I mean, that's just absolutely tremendous. Like for I don't even have to explain why yeah. it'd be tremendous. Like they're both so incredible at these stamina based lung bursting epics. I just think they could go 40 to 45 minutes and not exhaust the audience at all on how awesome and exhilarating the match would be. I mean, it's yeah, your point about the roster page is true, I think, with a wrestler like Adam Cole. He's, he's amenable in all the best ways to the different working styles. So you're ex- exactly right as well. When you're watching an Adam Cole match, he, he's really underrated, I think, as knowing how to tell his story with every other wrestler. It's not there. It's rare that you'll see him grab a hold for two or three minutes because it just doesn't really fit with who he is. And I think a lot about the, um, you look at the AEW roster of like the younger guys, a Dante Martin type, you would then think of the Ricochet match he had at that takeover. Just fantastic. Like Cole knew went a step back and let Ricochet do all of his stuff and then how, it, well now I'm going to show you that it's pointless because I just don't buy into this sort of stuff. Just because you've got your flips and your height and your spring and your step, I'm cleverer, I'm smarter and I'll do this. And there's so many guys like that are custom built for that type of match. That Cole, Phoenix? Phoenix. You oh, know, like, Christ that, almighty. That Cole could work through in something like a TNT title run or in some sort of ascension up the rankings or something like that. These are like, it's a luxury. Those are like your weekly dynamite matches that are going to look good in a graphic and even better on the television show themselves. Um, Punk and Cole feels legitimately like a dream match. Like honestly, like a, a wrestling dream match and not just because of the hashtag LTST of him being on that date with Serena when she was in the straight. It's like, you know, like the, <laughs> it goes back further than that. No, it's um, it's it's a dream match, isn't it? It's the sort of thing that you thought you would never get because, you know, it's, it's like when you get Sting versus whoever, CM Punk is that guy too. And there's no reason not to think that match wouldn't totally bang as well. Um, One I really want, and I think if we're going to get it, we're going to get it soon because I think it needs to be with Adam Cole as a heel, Um, is against Cody while he's still a face because I don't think there's much time left for Cody as a baby face based mm-hmm. on evidence. I think Malachi Black is going to beat him again. Certainly hope he does. And I think we're getting very, very close to Cody having to look at the lay of the land and think, I'm going to have to turn here. But I would love Adam Cole to beat him in this match of, you see this? You see the elite? This was all mine before it was yours. Like, you came in and you made friends with the Young Bucks and you made friends with Kenny. I'm their actual mate. Like, how much of a better fit was I to this than you ever were? And Cody's already kind of down on his arse a bit. He's like, he still can't fight for the title. He's getting beat off Malachi Black twice. He's getting accused of his head not being in the game because the reality show and Go Big Show and that. And like, Cole just out-wrestles him and beats him. He's like, you're the better man in the ring as well. What's the point of you here now? I'm here. These, but they don't need you anymore. <laughs> They've got mm-hmm. me. Like that awful, like Ian Grin is. Like, and I just think the match would be fantastic. I think it would be so elegantly worked. I think the chemistry would be great. Cody loved that sort of stuff when he left I didn't even like some of it, but like he loved it when he left WWE. Into it. The whole point of the list was like, I believe I can and I will. And like a load of people bought it, bought into that version of Cody. And I think you'd get a lot of that like lovely like 2016 um, indie boom energy out of it. I think it'd be tremendous. On a broader level, and this is just an incidental point to make, I'm more than ready for Cody in AEW's universe to do some things with the Elite at this point. Mm. Like, I really am. I thought, it was, I thought it was worth noting when they said, oh, the Elite's now complete. I was like, 
oh, okay. Yeah. Cody's just like the new QT Marshall. Like, <laughs> what about me? Yeah, I'm just desperate to see him mingle with that universe. Mm. I think a lot of people have come to understand the rhythms of Cody's booking. They've done a beat for beat almost with Malachi Black, which is why I expect the subversion like Hamlet is happening. I think that role, not necessarily played out, but I just think that this Cody on an island, I think it'd be so thrilling to see him interact with these people again. So, yeah, I'm firmly in support of that dream match idea. And like we said, he could fight almost anyone. It'd be a, a brilliant, and, and like, can't wait to say, see you watch him wrestle on Dynamite against Kaz. He's going to um, do like four and a quarters at least against Kaz. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. And down the line, off the back of this week, Steen. You can have the, I mean, that's another potential. Their chemistry in PWG, because Kevin Steen hated this handsome young guy. <laughs> was unbelievable. You felt legitimately horrified on Cole's behalf. A pretty good week to be an AW fan this week, hasn't it? That's been awesome. That's been pretty, <laughs> pretty good. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts on Adam Cole in AEW uh, on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow all three of us, of course. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... We neglected to mention, I'm quite proud of us, we weren't too horny. We didn't really mention that. He's an absolute piece as well. He's, <laughs> He's so fit, man. He's going to be the biggest star in wrestling. At M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilbur. Now he's out of WWE. Yeah, no. Follow us all at what culture WWE and make sure you subscribe to what culture wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts we'll be back on Monday of course to review AEW Rampage and look ahead to AEW Dynamite featuring Adam Cole's in-ring debut but for now this has been Get the Table my thanks to the Dadly Boys thank you for joining us and we will see you soon I'm Nick Friedman I'm Lee Alec Murray and I'm Leah President and this is Crunchyroll Presents the anime effect we are a new show breaking down the anime news views and shows you care about each and every week i can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life yeah i agree we're covering all the classics if i don't know a lot about godzilla which i do but i'm trying to pretend (laughs) that i don't right hold it in and our current faves luffy must have his due (laughs) tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, Headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit, 
that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the super light tree runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24.